Hey guys, hey ladies, hey friends, hey foes. We just wanted to take a second to remind you that while we're okay swearing when little ears are listening, you might not be, and that's okay. So here's your chance to pause us and wait for nap time, or pop in your earbuds. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to Done Playing by the Rules. You guys, we have gone live and we have been getting such fun feedback. And we don't know when this episode will air. It's probably going to be a couple months after we've gone live. But I hope that you have continued to enjoy the episodes. My name is Janelle. And I'm Jenna. Today, we're going to talk about something that is super important to me and Jenna. Again, we're Mm -hmm. not experts, but we've had a fair amount of experience with experts. I have at least. But we work really hard to keep ourselves honest and to raise honest kids. It's awkward and it's creepy and it's hard. And I grew up where parents weren't honest with kids all the time. You and I are making a really concerted effort to raise honest kids and be honest with our kids, even if it Mm -hmm. makes us look like complete lunatics at the doctor's office. And everywhere. (laughs) The other day, luckily it was just my son and I, if anyone had heard the conversation, they probably, my grandma was probably would have been like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? (laughs) Shout out Marilyn. She's now a listener, which I love. Oh, Um, I love Marilyn. So backtrack a little bit. I was on my computer doing some podcast stuff and my son is very into it. So he always wants to see. And so I was showing him if you're a podcast junkie, like I am, it's like recommendations and stuff like that. And this one pops up and he's starting to read and he's like, Dr. Duh. And I was like, Dr. Death. And he was like, Oh, uh, I don't think I want to see that. And it had like a picture of a syringe and my son freaks out at any kind of needle, blood, everything. And so then fast forward, like three days later, we hop in my car and automatically my car connects to my Bluetooth and a podcast starts playing. And it was natural hippie one. So it wasn't anything. And he was like, is this Dr. Death? And I was like, oh no, honey, like it's not. And he was like, so what is Dr. Death? And I was like, well, I haven't listened to it, but I imagine it's about murder. And he was like, so you like murder? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, you always read books about murder and watch shows and everything. And I don't like it. And I was like, okay, well, I do. So then he was like, well, why do you like murder? I was like, well, think about it, son. You like King Cobras, but what would you do if you saw one? And he was like, I would freak out and run away. And I was like, exactly. I was like, sometimes things that kind of scare us also intrigue us. That's how I feel about murder. It's not something I would ever do. And so it kind of intrigues me and I just find it really fascinating. And same with you and like King Cobras and sharks and all of that. Like you wouldn't want to confront them, but you find them fascinating. And then he was like, okay, mom, just promise me you won't practice murder on me. And I was like, oh, honey, I promise you. When you told me this conversation, I thought that was really interesting because Zach now can read the covers of my books. Mm -hmm. Like they always are like, when a murder went awry and this and that. And I am a murder junkie also. He was like, why do you read so much about murder? And I was like, oh, basically just like brushed him off like I wish I could have had that conversation with him and next time he asks I will because that was a really well thought out astute way to answer a tricky question with a six-year-old that wants to know and don't get me wrong I mean that was a great conversation and I think it really helped his mind because he's asked me about murder before I think he's heard the word he knows about death and so he's heard those kind of things and so he's just at age where it's more of like a concept he can understand but there are times where I'm like it's a mommy thing because I just it's a mom thing 
So don't feel guilty if that's you because that's been me many times. When it's I just, probably my creepy yeah. four-year-old that's obsessed with bones and skulls and skeletons and organs right? and talks about it at the dentist. He probably love- exposed Ezra. Yeah, right? But okay, this is so, a hot topic for me. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I wasn't lied to, but there was a lot of broken promises. And they weren't on purpose. My dad was just super busy and he worked a lot. So I'm extra sensitive to it, as well as there was some stuff within my parents' marriage. And I don't know. It's like it's a hot topic for me and it always has been. And my husband knows that. And I'm not a fan of the word lying because it's very aggressive, especially with kids. But I do use agreed. it because I think they need to know. I was reading a book called The Lying Game. And so my son was like very into like, So it's a game. Like it's a really hot topic for me because I include broken promises, kind of sweeping things under the rug and omission as well. Like all of that kind of goes under this umbrella for me. Oh, interesting. I don't use the word lying. I always have trouble with words. Like I'm still learning how to use the word penis. (laughs) But I use fibbing because lying was Mm -hmm. always too much for me. But I think that your position is interesting that it is something adults lie and it is something that we need to prepare Mm -hmm. them for as they grow up that lying is a real thing and they're not going to be able to be at their job and be like, Joe didn't do his project. He's (laughs) fibbing. Like, you're right. Right. I mean, lying is a real concept that we do need to explain to them. But I've just always shied away from it because it makes me good. And I don't know what that is or what the science behind that is. And it's also interesting. I always say like not telling the truth. I use that little phrase. Yep. But the second my son learned lying and liar, that was like his go-to when he would get really mad. She's lying or she's a liar. And I'm just like, whoa, like where did that come from? It's fun when they just come up with like a really oh. derogatory word to yell at people. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure on our play date the other day, my son was like, she's lying. And I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go. So, so fun. The chances of us using that in our house are very slim, but the few times we have it stuck. So thank you. Well, yeah, we were talking, you and I, in preparation for this episode, and I had shared with you, and I'm going to run through my little list of my top best advice I've gotten. So I have like a big network of aunts. Some of them were kindergarten teachers. I have like 50 cousins, literally big, and everybody gets together and talks about this stuff all the time. So I was talking to my mom today, and I was like, what are the big things, like the cornerstones that we talked about lying growing up? And one of the big ones that she told me and that stuck out with me was, I'm going to reference an article here by Charity Ferreria, and it's called 12 Tips for Raising Truthful Kids, and it starts with little kids and then goes up to teenagers. She talks about in the article, and my mom said, never set up a kid to lie, especially Mm. preschoolers. So she talks about in the article how if you see your kid comes in and his mouth is covered with juice and there's a flipped over (laughs) juice on the counter, are you going to say to that kid, did you drink the juice? You know they did. So let's skip over the part where you do like an entrapment game. And let's just say- that's cool. Oh, yeah, it's I like huge. That. I mean, you're going to cut out half of your opportunities for lying right. by just saying, I see you spilled the juice and drank the juice, even though mommy told you not to. Can we talk about why that happened? Or now you're in trouble, like whatever mm-hmm. the situation is. And so just don't set it up for them. Right. If you that know they sense. got out of bed, don't be like, ah, uh, did it, did someone get out of bed last night? Because yeah, they're going to say no. Come on. Why? Yeah. And so now you're just setting up a lie when it could have just been avoided by saying like, I saw you on the monitor, get out of bed last night. Can you tell me what you're doing up mm-hmm. right there? Makes you're going to cut down your lying by what? 15, 20% out of the gate. Right. I think that's a huge one. So this is one that I shared with Jenna and Jenna loves. 
And I got this from my aunt Marcia. She was a kindergarten teacher. And she said, ask your kids if they're telling you something you believe to be untrue. Is that true? Or do you wish it was true? And is that true? Or do you wish it was true? Gives them a really easy slick out. So they've Mm -hmm. started to paint themselves into this corner where they're telling this story. It isn't factual, isn't true, maybe by accident, maybe on purpose. I have found 99% efficacy in, Mm -hmm. is it true or do you wish it was true? Yes. And I will attest, I have started using that one. And it also makes the situation a little more lighthearted. And I Mm -hmm. feel like my kids are more likely going to tell me the truth because it almost seems a little playful. Yeah. And so my son will be like, well, I wish it was the truth. And I also wish da 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 da. And then it's like, yeah. okay, now we're sidetracked. We got to talk about what we we're going to talk about. But <laughs> and it's it so does, true. it levels it, it down. Yes. And it's not like pointing fingers. Are yeah. you lying? It's, do you wish that was true? And it just kind of has like a playful tone and like, then we can have more in-depth conversations. Yeah. About- your other option is, is that true? Or are you lying? Exactly. What if we talk to six-year-olds and give them a mythical out that's Mm -hmm. more fun and silly? And then they could say, I wish it was true. But I mean, like, Mm -hmm. Mikey hit me. Is that true? Or do you wish it was true? Well, I just, he's just driving me nuts. And like, Mm -hmm. they might not say I wish it was true, but they're going to say a more realistic version of events usually. Exactly. You have nailed it on the head with these. Why would a kid lie is my next thing. And then I said, you and I practice the same thing, which I got from my mom and her family was we never lie to our kids about shots or doctor's appointments or surgeries. My mom learned this from watching like her brother went to a doctor that would say flex your muscles. And then while he was flexing his muscles, give him a shot. Mm-mm. And my mom Ow. was like, <laughs> show me how big your muscles are. And then he'd grab his arm and give him a shot. And my mom was like, oh my gosh. that builds so, like your kid thinks he's about to like show off to a doctor who's going to say, oh, your muscles are so big. And instead he gets a trick shot from behind. So my mom always said, do not lie to your kids about shots. Don't. I mean, it makes the drive to the doctor's office suck ass. Because the whole way there, but you have to think about it either way. So if you say there are times where I'm like, I'm not sure. So let's plan for yes. Yeah. Because sometimes, especially because we delayed our kids a year for school. So their kindergarten shots were spread out. So I'm always like, I'm not sure. We didn't know this last time we went and Mikey ended up having to get them and Zach didn't. And I was like, sorry. Right? (laughs) Yeah. But you also have to remember that one little lie that you tell your kid like, oh, no, honey, we're just going to get a checkup. And then you take them. So that one car trip might be pleasant but you're going to pay for it for the next 12 years. Cause I was that 12 year old that was kicking and yeah. screaming about shots. Yeah. And death, I don't lie about death, which I do want to get into a little bit later. However, and Janelle and I are on the same page on this. I wouldn't classify it as lying, but we do not tell the truth about if you have kids, pause it right now. About Santa and Easter and all True. of that stuff. Yeah. My daughter was petrified of this leprechaun that visited our house over St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Leprechauns are so sure, fucking crazy. Right? And I'm pretty sure my son already knew he was already in on it. Um, yeah. And so I told her that one. Personally. And I think that's something you have to decide between your household. Our kids have both had fears about the tooth fairy that mm-hmm. we've had to address. 
And if this becomes a thing where like they think a creepy zombie bunny is like coming into their house in the middle of the night, like my kids aren't fans of the Easter bunny coming in. So he, she, they stay outside. (laughs) I get that. Like, let's not force it on them, but also like if they're into it and if it's fun for them, let them keep it. Exactly. But we do know people who tell their kids the truth from day one about all of these, what are they, mythical creatures or whatever you want to call them. Fictional. Um, fictional. Yeah. But that was just not how I was raised. And it brought such a magical and joyous yes. element. I think my son is starting to pick up on it, but I'm just going along with it because it's fun. And he loves doing this kind of stuff for his little sister. What if Ezra says, Mom is Santa real? I don't know. That's a hard one. Mine is always if Zach said, like, Zach asked me if something was real. I'm scared he's still awake. And I was like, well, do you think it's real? And that's a good and, point. And like, let him lead. And he'll be yeah. like, well, I don't know. Because like he said to me, like, it must have been Santa because he was like, there's the guy at the mall that can't be the same mm-hmm. Santa. And We've then had that see- talk. But yeah. then you see them like in the movie. What's that cute movie with Kurt Douglas? Is that his name? Um, Goldie Hawn's husband. The new Santa yeah. movie on Netflix. But he was like, well, that is that. The, that's not the real Santa. And so he has like identity crisis. But like yeah. I say, do you think he's real? And he says, yeah, I just don't think that the one at the mall is real. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Santa has friends that like, help yeah. pretend to be him at the mall. But you can still talk to them and they'll talk to Santa. If they straight up ask me something and I'm not Mm -hmm. sure what they believe, I'll always turn it back on them. That's a good one. Like we haven't had the straight up, is he real? But we've had the questioning. And it was a joke growing up and it still is because apparently I asked my mom when I was probably like seven or eight and she cried and told me and like, you know, did the whole spiel like he lives in your heart, all this stuff. It's a magical time of year, all that stuff. My brother never asked her. So it's always a joke of like, oh, we can't talk about it in front of that. And my brother's like in his mid thirties, like, <laughs> and he still plays along. And he was like, what do you mean? I he never asked. So much. Never Shh, asked. Matt's coming. Don't say <laughs> exactly. it. Even though I was Hide the, the younger sibling. Right? Oh my God, that's so funny. One, one of our girlfriends says her older daughter knows that it's not real and her younger doesn't. And she says, if you want to receive, you have to pretend to believe. And I think oh, that is- I love that. I'm going to take magic. that. The number one thing to build honest children is to mm-hmm. model honesty yourself. Yes. It's one thing to say to your kids that honesty is important, but then when they see you lying, it sends a mixed message. And this article mm-hmm. also goes on to say, all kids lie as early as two and a half for some kids. By age four, oh, yeah. all kids lie. By age six, some estimates are that kids lie as often as once an hour. I believe it. Do you really? See, I feel- Especially I if they're in, and I get into this on my part, especially if they're in a peer group. Yes, I believe it. Ooh. Okay. I'm so excited. Because when I read this, I was like, really? Because I feel like Zach just tells me everything that's on his brain and it's never muddled. If they count lying as like, I'm Leonardo, you're definitely not an actual Ninja Turtle, but I don't know what Mm -hmm. they consider. Modeling honesty, don't set them up is number two. Tell positive Mm -hmm. stories, which I thought was really interesting. I know that George Washington is a questionable character right now, but this is what the article talks about. (laughs) George Washington and the cherry tree, which illustrates a positive consequence of honesty Mm -hmm. versus the story of the boy who cries wolf, which I did. I used the boy who cried wolf on Zach the other day when we were on a walk. And I was like, oh, so they're saying don't use stories with negatives for lying. Use stories with positives for telling the truth, which I thought was very, 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 very interesting. Say truth telling makes you happy. 
Children under the age of eight, this article says, are super motivated by pleasing authority figures. So say, I love when you tell me the truth. Catch them being honest, which I do with Zach a lot. And I've seen you do with Ezra. Like, I really Positive appreciate- reinforcement. Yeah. Uh-huh. I really appreciate that you came in here and told me the truth. You, mm-hmm. And we'll talk about it all the time. You get in trouble when you don't tell the truth. But when you tell the truth, guess what? You're scot-free. And sometimes they'll come in and tell me a truth that I know was hard. For them, and I'll be like, thank you for telling me the truth. Here's a piece mm-hmm. of candy. I don't even care. You do Have you. a piece of candy exactly. at noon. I agree. <laughs> I'm going to build off of that and go backwards. So I'll save the why we lie, all of us, for the end. Oh, I can't wait. Because I really like yours and a lot of ours kind of overlap. We did not touch notes on this one. I kind of broke it down because I've had friends reach out to me and be like, oh my gosh, we're dealing with lying. And I've reached out to people and I feel like it's such a hot topic. And I feel like there's two situations. One, your kid is lying and you are a thousand percent sure they are lying. Two, you think your kid is lying. And personally, I approach those in completely different ways. First of all, for both situations, never start out being like, you're lying because that's going to put their wall up. They're going to be defensive. Even if you do it with a coworker, a husband, anyone else, when you start pointing the finger, that wall goes up and chances of you getting the truth, very slim. They are going to do whatever they can to avoid the blame. So they're probably going to lie on top of a lie. Um, Yes. And so if you're 100% sure that they're lying. You give them the chance to tell the truth. Do not focus on the fact that maybe they slipped up and they didn't tell the truth. And say it's like a bigger situation, like they bit a sibling or they hit a sibling. It wasn't just like, oh, you accidentally knocked mommy's coffee over. I'm talking about bigger situations. And I use Janelle's line. And then I sit there because my son is very, he's a very, I don't know what the word is. Like he just, he overthinks everything, but sometimes in a positive way, I will say, just so you know, I know what happened in this situation, whether it's, I have it on video. I saw it with my own eyes. Your sister has an actual mark on her and there's no one else in the house. I can see Mikey's actual dental indentations in your foot. I will tell him the consequences. I will say, say he bit his sister, which he actually has never done. (laughs) I would say the consequence of you biting your sister is X. However, the consequence of you lying and biting is X and X. And so chances are he's going to go with the truth because he doesn't want the double consequence. Yeah. And then I do the same as Janelle and I make a huge deal and I hug him. I tell him I love him. And I'm like, I am so proud of you for telling the truth. And that just really makes mommy so happy. It makes me feel like I have confidence in you. I know some people don't agree with telling your kids that their actions make you happy, but my son loves it. And so I do it. So oh, I would I um, like that. Okay. So if you think your kid is lying, but you're not a hundred percent sure, I sit down and I kind of give like a little guilt trip. Like I really, really hope you're telling me the truth because I'm going to sit here and I'm going to choose to believe you. And if I find out somehow that you weren't telling me the truth, then that's really going to hurt my trust in you. I personally will not punish if I am not positive that they're lying because same the situation of your son is like, no one believes me. No one trusts me. So like, why do I care? Why do I tell the truth? Yes. It's hard. Especially for a kid like Ezra, I feel like, because I feel like he can take on only so many like emotional weights before it's too much. Like Ezra has a five weight limit and then he's just left the building. And there's been times where I'm like, I'm 99% sure he's lying. And then my daughter will come tell me later that it was her. And I'm like, yes. and this is when she was like two. And I'm like, I didn't think you would ever do that. Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> it just like blows my mind. And so it proved me wrong that he was actually telling the truth. Well, and, and who I, even knows what the truth ever oh is? Gosh. Like we've had incidents yes. on play dates where so-and-so did this mm. to so-and-so and so-and-so did this to so-and-so, but there's no parent there to see it and everybody's got a different story. So like, I will tell my kids, like, if you did it, what do you think you should do? But if we can't get a true story no. out of it, I'm not going to persecute anyone. I'm not going to yell at someone else's kid. I'm not going to yell at mm-hmm. my kid. If there's no direct line of vision, I am not nope. going to react because that just doesn't do anybody any good. Nope. And then the be an example, I'm so glad you brought that one up because that is honestly a struggle for I think everyone. And you have to remember yeah. your kids are watching. Janelle All and I were time. talking the other day and my little three-year-old just starts chiming in our conversation from the other side of the yard. And we were just like, oh, okay. okay no idea we had an audience, but okay, I guess it's girl chat. You never know. And I've come across situations where I have lied, especially when it comes to the beginning of COVID. I was really nervous about offending people. And first of all, Janelle did say, if you're lying to protect your family, it's okay. And I was like, I did okay. Say that. And it was basically like, well, we're going to come visit no matter what. And so I had yes. to like lie and be like, well, we're not going to be here because and they could not understand. I did. I felt so <laughs> bad, but I one made sure it wasn't in front of my kids, but I did end up telling my son about it later. And I explained why I lied. Ooh. I feel like it's such a good example for your kids to know that like you also struggle with lying and you, we struggle with all those internal conflicts just like they do. Can I interrupt you for one part of, of this? Of course. Okay, so I'm going to just read you directly from this article. Yeah. Those are called pro-social lies. According to this article, pro-social behavior is you are telling a lie to keep a social relationship. Teaching tact. Kids learn early from their parents how to lie for the sake of politeness or to avoid hurting someone's feelings. Thanks. This book looks great instead of, I already have this book, or I can't play because I'm busy instead of, I don't like playing with you. Researchers call these kinds of lies pro-social because they smooth our interactions with others. But being honest does not have to be equal, does not have to equal being rude or hurtful. In the case of the book, this might mean saying it's an author they like or expressing appreciation for the thought that went into choosing the book. And this is something I don't do well. Like my kids will be like, I already have this. And I'll be like, shh. Yeah, right. So I am modeling to them like we lie to appease other people Mm -hmm. when in no regard do I want my kids lying to appease other people. Right. I'm teaching them to lie to appease other people while... And so it says the key is to balance honesty with considerations for the other person's feelings. We want to teach our children to be honest, but we want to teach them to be kind as well. We need to teach honesty in a way that potentially helps others rather than potentially hurts others. And that makes me feel better about the situation I lied about because it was a one-time situation. It was like an out-of-town kind of thing. I was so nervous about ruining that relationship Mm-hmm. And that's when Janelle was like, just do it. Just, just lie. And so, and I did, like I said, I told my son, so that makes me feel better. Like yeah, <laughs> I say it's a relationship. So. But you also explained it to your son. And yeah. I also think that there are, I remember when I was growing up, um, we would get the worst presents from my dad's side of the family oh and me and my cousin who is now deceased, but we would sit and it was our joke to see who could put on the bigger show about the <laughs> terrible presents. And we had this one aunt that would always give us like a corny coin medallion. 
And we would be like, oh my God, this is the most beautiful. But my parents were very strict about making a big fuss over every present, even if it was like garbage. So I think I learned really early on, like put your own reality aside to appease others. And that has Mm -hmm. definitely been a weakness throughout my life. I want to raise kids that Mm -hmm. can be more fluid in being respectful versus Mm -hmm. being dishonest. Yes. I'm not going to lie. Like, um... It you is a struggle lie. between I'm not. Mm-mm. It's a struggle <laughs> between my husband and I because I see his omission of things as a lie. Mm-hmm. And when I say omission, it's not like he was like I went out with my friends and then it turns out there was like a woman that you with him. You know what I mean? It's nothing big Ooh. like that, right? But I personally see that and so it's been a struggle between our relationships and my kids see how much it means to me and my husband's gotten so much better about openly talking about it and his struggle with it because he doesn't come from an open family. He comes from like Mm -hmm. very people pleasing family. And so he does everything to appease people, whether that's not saying anything or just saying what people want to hear. And so it's been a constant struggle because I'm over here like, oh my gosh, you left the doors open and there's a hundred flies in the house. And I'm like, sorry, I over-exaggerated. Like, and he's like over here, just like omitting things. And then it's like, yeah, I don't know. We just get it. Well, I had the same Um, thing. Remember, I've had the same issue during COVID when mm -hmm. Josh would go out and travel and then was making choices that we hadn't agreed upon. This is back when COVID was a mystery illness that no one knew how you got it. And we made like a family plan. And then Josh would go out and do things that weren't in alignment with the family plan and then not tell me. And then I would end up finding out. And I had obviously built up such a big reaction to Mm -hmm. him being doing something out of our agreement that he was more apt to lie to me. And he's never been a liar to me before this. So I had obviously built up such a big reaction that his his fear of my reaction was bigger than telling me the truth. And yes. that goes to show that you can do the same thing for your yes. kids. And that's a part of this article too, that tells you if you make a huge reaction, your likelihood of seeing a lie is increased tremendously. Mm-hmm. And I will say like in our house, we are brutally honest with our kids. We do talk about, like I mentioned, death. However, when my grandfather died, not that long ago, as well as when my dad died, I reserved space for myself and I didn't tell them right away. It did not impact my kids in the moment because both of those family members lived in another state. However, my son saw my mom even the day she passed. So he was there for all of it and I answered all of his questions and we talked about it. It was such a big part of both of our lives. And my mom, if you haven't heard the grief podcast, which will be released before this one, she passed away from cancer. So it wasn't a quick passing. He was with me to take care of her a lot of the time. And so he Mm -hmm. saw that. And so in his vocabulary was death, cancer, Mm -hmm. sickness, hospitals, like chemo. He knew those Mm -hmm. words. And I personally don't see anything wrong with giving yourself space if you're dealing with a hard situation and then telling your kids because you're not lying to them, but sometimes you have to get your head wrapped around it. And honestly, I'm always the bearer of bad news. I feel like, and I just needed a minute. So 
I yeah. And I did the same thing with my dad. And I think I mm-hmm. said on the grief podcast, we drove all the way to Minnesota. We left at two in the morning and mm-hmm. grabbed my kids out of their pajamas. We were at the gas station at four in the morning buying donuts and my kids are in their pajamas. And this is something that's never happened since or before. And my oldest was like, what is going on? And I was like, bump is really sick. We need to get back to Minnesota to help. And I knew he was dead, but it wasn't the time to be honest. So we talk also about we're honest about our personal struggles. I talk about my mental health when my kids are like, why do you take those pills? I don't say mommy needs them. I don't say don't worry about it. It's a mom thing. I tell them and I tell them openly. My husband is an alcoholic and he talks to the kids about it when they say, why doesn't daddy drink? He tells them we don't dwell on it. We say that. And then that's it. And it comes up every now and then. But that's about it. That's how our house is too. Josh, Zach will say, why does dad drink and you don't drink? And I'll say, well, mommy doesn't drink because mommy's family has a history of alcoholism. And when you grow up, you'll have to be careful about drinking because sorry, you might have got that from me. Mm -hmm. And I say the same thing about mental health. I say, mommy has to take this medicine because her brain doesn't make all the right chemicals. And someday your brain might not make all the right chemicals. Mm -hmm. And then you have to take some medicine just like you take vitamins. And then I move on with my day. So mom gave me fucked up jeans is what you're saying. Technically, (laughs) yeah. But I have great teeth and his dad has bad teeth. Take all that information and now let's package it up in this nice little bow because I think after researching why people and kids lie, it made so much sense and it's so much easier to implement these little tips. There are two like main reasons. So the first one for kids, especially as well as some adults, It's not always out of deceit, but it's a wish. Even adults Mm -hmm. do this. We want to be seen in our best light. So think about it when you're dating a person. When you're dating a person, you don't go on the date and be like, so my parents died. I'm on a ton of mental health medications. I lost my (laughs) job last week and my underwear are dirty. No, yeah, like you've got your best face on. You're wearing your best outfit. You're talking about things that make yourself seem pretty awesome. Okay, That's kind of like what we do. And there are studies that show men are more likely to do this, especially in a marriage, because they still want their wives to see them as this, ah, like, (laughs) holy (laughs) versus women really value honesty. And so we're more likely to show our flaws and men are more likely to cover them up. And I thought that was really interesting. I totally can relate to that. Josh is still like peacocking around here. And I'm like, have you seen my sweatpants that I've been wearing for the week? I I know my weekly sweatpants. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) If you switch it to the kid, when they say, no, I didn't do X, Y, Z. It's because they really wish they didn't. <laughs> they yes. wish they yes. had thought that through. Or if it was an mm-hmm. accident, if they accidentally knocked something over, they really wish they didn't do it. And yeah. so it's a wish. Think about our kids and their imaginations. They're in this imaginative state all the time. Yeah, It comes so easily to them. So we see it as deceit. We see it as something that's really, really negative and bad. And it's like, mm-hmm. they actually have an innocent intention behind the lie. And I was like, that's actually a really good point. Well, and um, they don't know anything different. They don't no. know that making up fantastical stories is seen as wrong, just like they don't know yeah. that right. cr- running out into the street is a bad choice. Like yes. they are little balls of mush that until they realize that lying puts you in an awkward position socially in the future when someone's like, hey, I thought you had a Corvette. And you're like, oh, <laughs> shit, I you can clearly see that I do like, 
Right. They, they have no frame of reference for why right. lying would be bad. It's just exciting and fantastical. Exactly. I feel like from a young age, kids, everybody is such a people pleaser and they learn like Think about a baby. Like our babies go through that mimic stage. They don't just mimic us, but like they do something and we laugh. And what do they do? Over and over and over trying to make us happy and laugh. And same thing with kids. It's like, okay, well, if I really wish this happened and if I say it happened, then it's going to make mom and dad happy. And so they say this little thing. I love it. I know. Thank you for making their lying cuter. I I mean, you're going to ruin it now, aren't you? I am. I am. Also scared of the punishment or the reaction that their truth telling gets them. Yeah. So that's why it's like really a big deal to not make a big deal about it. Because yeah. the bigger deal, the more you yell, the bigger their punishment. Now I'm not saying reward lying, but the bigger their punishment, they're gonna try and hide this. We're not perfect. Yeah. We're gonna make mistakes and have to confront those mistakes. And so if mom and dad find out about my mistakes, then I'm going to be in trouble versus... Or I'm bad. Exactly. Our oh, kids are very oh. into I'm bad. Yes. Which is one, funny bad. because we never use those words. No, That's something but they always like, are, never call a kid bad. But they it's are so, sure yes. they're bad. And so if you're like, oh, I'm really disappointed my coffee spilt. Can you help me clean this up? Versus is similar to what Janelle mentioned. Did you spill my coffee? They're going to say no. Yeah. Even if you saw them do it. You're yelling and you're overreacting about something. Yep. However, if they're doing something really vicious, try and see why are they doing that? If they're biting their sister, if they're punching their brother, if they're hitting their friends, you need to look at the action and say, okay, the issue is not the lying. The issue is this action before the lying, because the lying is just, they're trying to save their little butts from getting whacked. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That also goes into one last little thing I wanted to bring up. I do think some people lie to manipulate. This is something we preach no in our house. This is a really innocent example. But when we were potty training my daughter, my son would say things like, if you go potty, I'm going to go to the store and buy you a toy. And so I looked at him and I was like, okay, son, if she potties right now, you have to go get your piggy bank, give me some money, order something Mm -hmm. on Amazon because it was during the pandemic for your sister. And he was like, well, no, I just really want her to go. And I was like, but when she goes, she's going to want that prize. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if you're saying these things, this is a form of fibbing because you're fibbing to her. And what's going to happen when you don't give her the toy? And he was like, she's going to cry. And I was like, exactly. And then when we go to go to the potty the next time, do you think she's going to want to go? And he was like, yeah, no. And I was like, exactly. She now has a negative experience. So we've been really big about that. Like, and we're giving really like fluffy examples, but there are kids that are lying. <laughs> but yeah, but there are kids that are lying to be liars. There are oh, bad yes. kids. I mean, sorry, there are bad kids. But mm-hmm. generally a five, six, seven year old isn't yeah. fully equipped to be fully manipulative. But and if they are, why? Why are they? Why? And a big part of what I've read is that it's coming from parents overreacting. So this one says, talks about disciplining calmly. In environments where punishments are doled out too harshly and arbitrarily, research shows that kids learn to lie even earlier and more skillfully than their counterparts in less punitive environments. So manipulative lying is akin to skillful lying, I feel Mm -hmm. like. Developing the ability to lie can be seen as a protective measure. 
sure. And what you're talking about with Ezra, like saying like, I'm going to give you a treat for peeing. I'm Zach will do this to Mikey too. Like first one to the car wins a new toy. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not buying anyone a toy. So that's not true. But I really like to be like, well, that's not true because I never said that. Uh, But I also will say like, okay, you can buy it for them. And another thing about the lying is it can be an attention seeking behavior. And I was talking with my mom about this. And I was we were talking about how, you know, sometimes kids don't care if the reaction is good or bad. They just want the attention and the reaction. And so if lying gets a screaming reaction from a parent that has been a little bit not paying attention, that's all a kid's looking for is the reaction from the parent. And so and we've dealt with this with my son, not in terms mm-hmm. of lying, but in terms of other behaviors, he'll act out to get attention, even if it's negative attention, he just yep. wants that attention. And yep. it took my husband and I a long time to realize this. Yep. He's doing this on purpose because he wants attention. He doesn't care if he's getting in trouble. Doesn't he just care. wants our attention. Yeah. And it's beyond our comprehension, but it's so common in kids. And it's also very, going to be very common going into teen years. I was the same way growing up. I would do as many naughty things as a teenager as I could because I didn't care the mm-hmm. reaction I got. I just wanted somebody to sit down. At, like when my parents were in very tumultuous stages, I would love that if I did something bad enough as a teenager, we were all going to sit around at the table together until midnight discussing what I had done and eating snacks together. But my parents parents were in such a tumultuous state of like divorce and Mm -hmm. um, my mom's mental illness struggles and you know my mom's alcoholism and different like and I was a really bratty teenager because I just loved getting in trouble for the sake of getting in trouble. And this goes on to talk about what to do with teenagers, but we're not quite there yet. But 98% of teenagers worldwide lie to their parents. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, and I completely agree with that. Another part it talks about with teenagers is teenagers have an innate desire for space. And so we're not mm-hmm. there yet, but a lot of us are coming up into this preteen as it comes earlier and earlier. A part of this article I thought was really interesting, even if you don't have teenagers yet is respecting teens' natural desire for privacy can encourage more honesty. You don't want to be intrusive, but you don't want to get into their business any more than you need to. For example, you need to know your teen was safely at a friend's house on Friday night. You do not need to ask them what they talked about. So keep it on a need-to-know basis if they still clam up. You don't want me to butt into your business. I can see that. And I don't want to butt into your business, but I have to Mm -hmm. know because. And again, it's that communication. I have to know because. Personally, like in our house, my son, which I think a lot of us are in this stage where everything is just so literal and it's this or that, it's black or white. And so when I'm I bad say, or good, I yes. mean, I'm nice. Yeah. So for instance, we were supposed to go to the amusement park, like one of those big holiday in the park things. And the flu hit our house. And my son is like, are we going? And he was the first to get it. So he's feeling better. But now everyone else is down for the count. And so he's like, oh, so we're still going tonight, right? And we're like, no, honey. And he's like, well, why'd you lie to me? You're lying to me. And so we had to step back and I had to say, you know what? It was a promise, but I cannot keep it right now because we are all sick. However, when we get better, we will go. And I'm sorry, and this is disappointing, and it feels like I'm lying to you, but I had no intention of lying to you. I did not know we were going to get sick. I already had the tickets. And so just having that communication with him really helped him. He was still upset. Instead of being like, well, I'm sick. Can't you respect that? I took care of you for a week while you were sick. I mean, they have huge, huge emotions and they don't know what's going on. That's a really good point though, too, because I even fail at that sometimes. And I will say something that's helped us in our household. First of all, 
if you have kids and if you have multiple kids, you know that things come in phases and all of a sudden your kid is lying, lying, lying when they had no history of lying before, or all of a sudden your kid is biting all the time. It's these weird little things that they do in these like phases. We had this with both of my kids at one point, these little tiny lies and they were about everything. And I'm sure part of it was also trying to figure out this whole like truth telling thing. Where's the line kind of thing? Mm -hmm. What can I get away with? Yep. So we tried this out with my son and it worked so well. We did it with my daughter. It was almost like a gamble. They wouldn't know if they were going to get a consequence or not. And so every now and then we would surprise them and be like, you know what? You've had a really hard time telling the truth lately, but I'm so proud of you for telling the truth. No consequence. And just give them a great big kiss and send them on their way. I swear it nipped it in the bud so quickly. That's really true. If you just like blow their minds far enough out the back of their little heads. I've had the same thing. I've been like, okay, well, you lied to me, but you know what? You've been such a good brother to Mikey lately. I'm going to let it slide. I love you. Please don't do it again. Sometimes you just have to send them into the matrix. And they get so happy. And then all they want is cuddles and to tell you all their secrets. It's the cutest I think that's a really good point too, because they do go in these weird little times of like polarizing lying or polarizing anger or these crazy intense emotions, these like leaps, they call them. If you can every once in a while, just take a step back, which you're really good at is just taking a step back and be like, how could I flip the script on him here? Right. You'll be surprised for a loop. Like watch this. I caught you. I'm not going to punish you. Our first son, our firstborn has thrown (laughs) us for a loop. So it might seem like I know a lot. It's because I've researched a lot. You know, you're ahead of me because my my firstborn was an easy saint. My second is not a saint. And so I'm using all of your expertise from your oldest on my youngest. And now I'm using the stuff from your oldest on my youngest. Like it's crazy. It's, but I would have it no other way. Like my son keeps it interesting, but there were a few tricky years, especially those toddler years. So if you're in toddler years with a spirited child, feel free to reach out to me because I feel you. you. I was like, I just Mm. not like toddlers. And now I'm like, Oh, I love my toddler. Well, that's another (laughs) episode that we've gotten some requests for is I love my child, but I don't always like my child. You are not alone if you feel that way. And we're going to do a whole episode on it because it's okay to not be always sure if you if you guys are into each other. That is a part of it is what people don't talk about enough is we all lie. I lie. Uh-huh. You lie. We probably both lied today. We don't always like our kids. We don't always no. like each other. We don't always like our husbands. We don't always like our neighbors. Mm-hmm. It is okay to lie. It is okay to not like people, but we are just here to give you what has worked for us, what hasn't worked for us, the expertise of my aunts who have had 60 years of child raising each and tell you some of the tips and tricks that we've learned along the way and what doesn't work for us and why they do it. I was so excited mm-hmm. to hear Jenna's whys tonight that I could barely yeah. wait. It Those help me a lot. Like understanding you're like, oh wait, you're normal and you're not doing this maliciously and I love you. So I don't think yeah. that lying necessarily always comes from a bad place. My no. husband is the best man I know, but he has made some lying decisions during this pandemic that doesn't make him a bad person just like it doesn't make Mikey a bad person when he lies or any of these Mm -hmm. people it doesn't make me a bad person doesn't make you a bad person for telling that person you didn't want them to come to visit you during the height of the pandemic when all the ICU units were full it doesn't make anybody a bad person it makes us human and if we can talk about our human shortcomings a little bit more it will feel less icky and lonely and your kids will see that you're human and they'll think it's they'll know it's okay 
So well, and I love that you caught yourself lying and then explain to your son about why you were lying. And I think that's something that I want to take away from this. Mm -hmm. If I see myself lying in front of my sons, I want to say, ooh, and check it and explain Mm -hmm. it to them. Because I've been one of those moms that encourages them to like, oh, pretend you like that toy and that you don't Mm -hmm. already have it. Or like, like hold on to them and be like, okay, like let's prep for how we're going to carry this falsehood into the world. And we've even had to lie as a family during this time of transition from my husband's old job to the new job. And because we weren't like allowed to talk about things. And so I had to tell my kids like, okay, when we go over to so-and-so's house, you Mm -hmm. can't, or I've even before you told Ezra, before you told Ezra, I had to say to Zach, I need you to not tell Ezra that we are moving because his mom hasn't told him yet and nothing isn't written in stone yet. And we aren't, we're just not going to tell him because it could hurt his feelings when he doesn't need to have his feelings hurt. So it's a weird boundary that I think we all have to explore. But I also Mm -hmm. think no child is born intrinsically bad and meant to lie maliciously. It's a behavior that is a symptom of something else. And Mm -hmm. if we can get to the bottom of that, or just accept it and say, hey, guess what, they're testing out this new tool they have in their little brain toolbox. Let's see how it goes. Let's Let's experiment with them. <laughs> just start lying back to them about ridiculous things like oh my gosh guess yes, where we're going today. today even though it's Saturday let's go <laughs> or let's tell Ezra and Zach when they wake up tomorrow that we're taking them to Legoland in New York City or the New York Legoland that they're both obsessed with and then if we didn't Ezra would never talk to me again and he'd never look at me again he'd be like no. you're the you guys are the worst let's just all experiment with this let us let's know how it, it goes <laughs> yeah let us know. tell your kids a lie about something fun that you're gonna do tomorrow and then don't do it <laughs> well very cool. I liked this episode. I hope this was helpful to you guys. If you guys have any tips or tricks, please share them because we want this. Yes. Ooh, and we want you I guys love that. To like, Cause tell us your trouble. old, tell us your old family wives tale that has been passed down from your aunties about how to keep kids from lying. Tell us what you have found to work. Tell us what doesn't work and tell us what a hellscape we're in for. We're here touting about how not to lie. And there's all these parents probably listening with teenagers like, oh, girl, just wait. Right? And I like was actually you out know of my what? house with my vodka backpack on at 14. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right. <laughs> I wasn't sneaking out of my house. Well, I was sneaking out the window usually or saying, oh, I'm spending that at so-and-so's. Ooh, so I'll be at Sarah's house. Just kidding. I'm over at Luke and his friend's apartment that's in college. Exactly. Actually, what I would prefer is on the Instagram post, if you just tell us your family's deepest, darkest lie and secret, because <laughs> I'm just really into that stuff. I know a lot of you. And so I would just really appreciate that. So I would love it. And I think we can even, we'll tell our own. No. <laughs> yeah. You won't know. I'm going to use an anonymous name. So with that, make an appointment and call your therapist. And take your meds. 